You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Can you believe we've had five of these already? Yeah, no, I can't. Time uh, flies when you're having fun on University Challenge. And you know what? I am having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Even with the first few where we've had, you know, a fairly big gap in the teams, where it feels like it was a little bit one-sided, I thought that it was a really enjoyable experience. Yeah, it really was. I think that uh, the teams are really bringing it this time. I'm enjoying watching all of these matches so far and meeting the teams. I think we always, th- there's been strong players almost mm. every episode that we've seen. So yeah, off to yeah. a good start. Strong in terms of uh, no- general knowledge, uh, buzzing capabilities, dress sense. But uh, yes, this was an interesting one, not just because we had a bit of a close match, but also because we've had two teams that we've not seen in quite some time. Yeah, so we had Cranfield versus Royal Holloway London. And with Cranfield, it's been 20 years since they've been on the show. Yeah. And they were runners up in the final for that time. Which is not bad. And also, more importantly, I would say, mm-hmm. is that they're the only university in the UK that have their own airfields. Yeah, Because they were built out of a former RAF base. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense because the name was ringing a bell for me and, mm-hmm. and then I realized it was probably one of the more important bases during the Second World War. Okay. And what about uh, Royal Holloway? Uh, Royal Holloway is the only uh, London university, mm-hmm. um, which is based outside of London itself. Oh, right. Okay. Important to note, maybe I've said this before on the show, but mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, um, maybe you as well, mm-hmm. is that technically all of the London universities are part of the University of London, like the University ah, of Oxford and the well, University of Cambridge. I didn't know that. It's just that they are far more independent than the Oxford and Cambridge colleges, mm-hmm. where they have their... You know, they're completely separated in terms of everything, whereas yeah. um, oh, okay. all the Oxford uh, colleges and all Cambridge colleges have agreed to kind of have the same admissions um, process. So does that imp- apply to places like LSE and Imperial, for example? Yep, they're all part of what is the University of London. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but you, Fun facts. Yeah, the more you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't really make much of a difference, but uh, it's just one of it's those just, little you know, Where things. else could you say that except on a podcast about University Challenge? So I know, right? It's so much fun to be this nerdy. I know. There's always a chance for you to show your uh, random trivia, Tom. So Exactly. And I All love right. doing that. I have to say also that the the teams this time, the, the majors and the subjects that they're doing, I feel like it's so much more interesting. Hmm. So with Cranfield, for example, we had someone doing metals in extreme environments. I mean, that sounds metal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's it does. extraordinary. I, I really would like to find out what you do that, um, in a bit more detail. I feel like that'd be a very kind of, you know, meta-level metal band. <laughs> right. I, I know, right? It's like metals being metal. It'd be much. like uh, a metal cover band that takes already metal songs and make them even more hardcore. Yeah. So, you know, what do you study? Is it about... Um, the endurance of metals, for example, and, and their uses in, in even more extreme environments, or maybe, harsh, harsh environments, you know, that sort of thing. Maybe um, it's metal and extreme emotional duress. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, the extreme places that they have to go through. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's very likely. I mean, there's some uh-huh. metal that's really gone through the trenches, literally. I know, I mean, we talk about interdiscipl- interdisciplinary learning. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that kind of went nowhere at the end. And then, um, related to Cranfield, the one about safety and human factors in aviation i mean that would be at a university to learn that wouldn't i mean that that's two important factors in in aviation but then um how many more are there how many other factors could there be in aviation so incredible 
I mean, I very want, interesting. I wonder if they have a real hands-on approach to that kind of learning, mm-hmm. where you have to go on a plane and then you just deliberately like roll the thing <laughs> and say, "See, this is an important uh, security feature. This mm-hmm. way, I have to see the outside by being bashed around." Like, Look at this guy standing up when people when when the announcement told him to sit down. <laughs> Look at this guy not knowing how to put his suitcase up in the luggage compartment. Yeah, and then yeah. they crash the plane and say, "See, you, it's really important that you need to do your uh, base position." I think, I think we, might Look be, at- we might be minimizing this just a wee no, bit. No, it's a very important field, and it has saved untold millions of yeah. people's lives because Absolutely. every time a crash happens, flights become exponentially safer, mm-hmm. and that is mm-hmm. a very important aspect of aviation safety. So, no, it's a very important thing. We're not yeah. minimizing. And and again, I think it's it's really cool. So yeah. again, I, I'd love to learn um, what what you study in this in this major, and then um, also on the Royal Holloway side, um, music and neuropsychology. That was amazing. That one is a fascinating one because mm. I've also kind of. Learned about one of these uh, yeah. what, uh, methods, methods that's the word, yes, yeah. uh, bilateral stimula- stimulation, mm-hmm. which is often used for treating people with PTSD or anxiety. Yeah. It is also some suggestion that might help people with ADHD. Mm-hmm. With, I, I'm pretty sure even Alzheimer's and dementia also. Quite I've possibly. heard that, music therapy, yeah. So I have to say that is a very interesting field and I would love to just talk to um, Clayton about it. Yeah, so it's like, I suppose, how music triggers certain neurological connections in the brain, um, how that maybe triggers certain emotions, and like you say, um, help people cope with difficult situations, you know, extreme environments. Hey, Hey, full circle. We've really gone full circle. All right. Uh, Is there anything else you want to say about the teams? Other than I have to say, I was really taken aback by Stevenson's whole look. Yeah. Yeah, normally you see that kind of stuff in uh, comics when people have exaggerated heroic uh, definitions. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a man who, yeah, I could imagine him leading armies on the field with that look (laughs) and the long hair, that commanding voice that he has. Yeah, I mean, we definitely had some some good looks um, this time, but that's let's save that for the end. Yeah, that's a little uh, sous-son of uh, what is to come. Yeah, and I enjoyed watching the teams. I think they, you know, they worked quite well together. For sure. Um, We had some stellar players also, but we'll get to that later on in in Stats Corner. Yeah, so let's talk about general overall um, uh, performances. Mm -hmm. And we'll start, as we always seem to do, with people who uh, were not the winners of that particular episode I did mean Cranfield yeah so we had a final score of 110 to Cranfield 155 to Royal Holloway exactly and with that kind of score it's unlikely that they're going to get a chance to come back Mm -hmm. and uh, prove themselves Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because Mm -hmm. they were a delight to watch and when they got the ball rolling they were you know really you know making a name for themselves Mm -hmm. And I thought that overall, um, yeah, they worked well together. There was good amount of communication. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Stevenson was pretty good at, uh, you know, making sure that conversations came to an end when they had to give something. He had a good sense of time and getting people moving. Yeah. And I think that um, given some very eclectic, very interesting majors and, and studies that some of them are doing, I think it gave them very interesting perspectives on some of these questions. Um, so, yeah, that was cool, good to see as well. No, for sure. And I do have to say, I do really feel for Suri. Yeah. Because uh, he seemed quite despondent at the end because yeah, he did he, drop uh, points twice. I think 10, right, overall? Yeah. So. Which no one enjoys doing that. It's mm. a real shame, especially since it was a thing of he'd buzzed in a bit too early, didn't hear the rest of the question, and then yeah. mind blank. So which... there was that enthusiasm there, but unfortunately, you know, didn't connect. And it could just be that if they hadn't lost those 10 points, they might have made it to best scoring losers. Maybe. And I can see why he would be a little bit uh, beating himself up. But look, as we've said so many times, mm. it is a real achievement to be able to get through to just the televised stages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he equipped himself quite well in other elements. And we've had plenty of very high-scoring uh, players who have dropped 
an incredible amount of points. Yeah, exactly. So uh, very true. And, and given the, the not super high scores that we saw this time compared to some of the previous matches, I think it still was an interesting match to see overall. Absolutely. And, you know, what's often important is not necessarily the final score, yeah. but just kind of how... The friends we make along the way. Absolutely. <laughs> but also the kind of neck and neck um yeah, uh, competition. Thing. And I pointed out that it was feeling, at least for the first uh, two-thirds of the episode, much more like a tennis match. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Where you had one team get a lead and then another one would overtake and then back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And that's so much more fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. Than just one team kind of steamboating ahead and another one like struggling to catch up. Yeah, it feels much more evenly matched, much more of a competition with stakes, equal stakes for both uh, both sides. For sure. Um, so speaking of performances, um, I have to say I was really impressed with uh, Ro Holloway. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the slightly lower score than we've seen. Mm-hmm. I don't think does the uh, potential of that team justice. Yeah, I agree. I think Brown in particular, um, so knowledgeable, mm. such a wide breadth of knowledge, very fast also. Um, and I think um, that that was great. That was great to see. Yeah, it really goes to show that sometimes it does pay off to have mm-hmm. a older student taking part mm-hmm. because there's someone who's had just so much more time to absorb so much more general knowledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I really liked about Barnes performance is that whenever she buzzed in, she would take a beat to lean in, make sure she could be heard <laughs> clearly and then say, yeah, the so correctly. there's a lot of certainty, a lot of self assurance in there, which is always, you know, great yeah, to see. Complete, absolute cool as a cucumber yeah. performance. And I loved it. it yeah. Was, it goes back to what you're saying. Sometimes it's not really about the final score, but about these personalities and their incredible breadth of knowledge. Um, yeah. And what they bring to the to the show and the entertainment value for Absolutely. sure. And I have to say, she really knows her Scandinavian crime films mm-hmm. because <laughs> she does. Uh, that's like a picture around. They all kind of look the same to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I've seen the killing and I couldn't place it at first. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, so I think that's a good segue to start talking about some general questions. Yes, some general questions. I quite like the one about. Um, proposed U.S. states. Yes, the first so, picture Yeah, I had no idea that that was a thing. I thought that those 50 states were established and would be uh, unchanged. Um, there was just kind of a historical constitutional thing, mm. fact of life. But it seems that there are these new states that, that they're thinking of carving out. Um, and yeah, it's interesting to see how that works, what might be the thinking behind it. So it's really good to have a question about it. It's interesting because uh, these kind of secession kind of suggestions they're not strictly constitutional because the constitution yeah. does strictly prohibit these kind of changes. I would have thought so, yeah. Which is why, uh, you know, Texas likes to say that they can vote to secede from the union, mm-hmm. though that would very strictly be breaking federal law. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a weird kind of standoff, kind of a one to be special kind of uh, thing. Yes, yeah, so I don't know how this will work then. Yeah, and also there's some kind of secessionist suggestions, which are just ways to kind of mm-hmm. do power grabs. Mm-hmm. So, for example, there's one to split off the rural parts of California away from the urban centers. Okay. Just so that there'll be another republic senator. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because mm. urban centers versus um, any area that's pretty much outside a city, they have very different voting patterns. So I can I can see why politically it might make sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah. Take, for example, Louisiana. It's a mm-hmm. very deep red state. 90% of the inhabitants of uh, New Orleans vote Democrat. Yeah, yeah. It's I think you can, be, you can of... say the same for so many so many other states. Oh, yeah. Same in New York. Mm. You know, uh, the Texas, rest of yeah. Yeah, upper uh, New York is very, very red. Mm-hmm. Very, very Trumpist. Yeah. Um, yeah, then I also quite liked um, the question about Shirley Jackson, uh, short stories or mm. novels that got uh, converted into TV shows. She ha- 
she didn't write for very long. I know that she died relatively young, but she's had quite a big impact on a lot of modern horror. Yeah, so um, there was Haunting of Hill House mm-hmm. that we saw the Netflix Netflix version of. Yeah, so um, I think it was the first Mike Flanagan Netflix. Um, yeah, it was really well done. Oh, with, for sure. With, I think some very innovative use of, of camera angles. and. Oh, yeah, that one episode um, with a single wrote, shot. Yeah. Oh, I love... Yeah, I love I, seeing the behind the scenes of stuff. I am like a sucker for these kind of single shot uh, yeah. episodes. And then um, also the short story, The Lottery, mm. which is actually used a lot for um, in, in literature, in schools, for example, yeah. just how how to do a short story. It's it's kind of very, got this foreboding, very, very tense atmosphere mm. um, set in kind of a small town environment. So I think that it speaks to a certain thing in a lot of societies nowadays with um, how people behave, how, how power operates that sort of thing no, it's a very um, so common, we can see how yeah. some of these stories have been converted into films and TV shows because just maybe they meet a certain zeitgeist yeah absolutely um, so it's a shame that she's not around anymore I'm sure that she would have been fascinated to see yeah. how her works were treated by uh, Netflix and if she's happy with uh, the conversion that happened mm-hmm. yeah but, um, you know, unfortunately, time makes fools of us all, or mm-hmm. corpses in some cases. Yeah. What other questions did you like? I enjoyed that for a second week in a row, we've had a popular music round. Oh, yeah. That's great. And But this theme was an interesting one. Songs about railway journeys. Yeah. And then you had to specify where the train was going. Yeah. <laughs> which was a very nice... I always enjoy a music round which has an interesting take on stuff. Yeah. Whether it be these kind of esoteric knowledge things or following a theme of, you know, music that inspired Beyonce yeah. or uh, from albums that are all lowercase or right. basically just um, that was, uh, you know, laughed at or derided by someone famous. Yeah. So it's stuff that we've said before, but it, it not only draws on their music knowledge, but also very other, I mean, very other, other uh, domains and other mm. kind of nuanced aspects of music. Um, so in this case, they would not only have needed to know the song, but also the lyrics. Um, right? If yeah. that's not in the title, especially. This is the kind of question which shows that you're really rewarded for being the kind of person who goes down Wikipedia rabbit holes. Yeah. Where you look up, oh, well, I wonder when this happened. And then four hours later, you learned about, you know, um, uh, fusion technology yeah, and that's, certain advances. I think that's exactly the kind of person that wins University Challenge, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Hutchinson very nearly won. I was uh, thinking of Hutchinson. And uh, he says that that's uh, a lot of his practice. Yeah, no, clearly. No, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, we had just a nice mix of questions mm-hmm. that covered all domains from geography to history. Yeah, I liked also the one about um, voyages of people from Indonesia to Australia, mm. in in this case, Western Australia. So that's very interesting because often we think about, um, I guess, colonial powers and how they explore mm. you know, Asia and other parts of the world. So this time was kind of a reverse of that, how Indonesians discovered Aust- Australia, how they understood it. Uh, so that was a nice take on that also. Yeah, for sure. We have to, I think, spend a lot of time saying when people say, oh, we were discovered by this person. Yeah. Like, no, that was the first white person to yeah, discover something. Exactly. So this was a reversal of that. Yeah. That like uh, the statue of Vasco da Gama in uh, Mozambique. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was I, there before he, yeah, he I mean, stopped I, by. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would love to see a round about uh, the Chinese Admiral Zheng He. Mm-hmm. Because what did he do? Uh, he got as far as Africa in this fleet of massive, massive junks. Okay. I mean, the ships were something like 10 times the size of the ships that Columbus used to get to oh. uh, the New World. Okay. And he wanted to go further, but they literally burned his ships down to stop him from going oh, any further. Oh, damn. Okay. Because uh, China had this horrible, well, maybe good habit of facing inward rather than being expansionist outward imperial mm-hmm. um, every now and then. So, um, okay. 
I guess, good for people outside of Southeast Asia. Who yeah, you can see how he kind of dropped off um, most of world history. I mean, you know, you don't really hear these names compared to others. No. Also amazing, uh, Muslim eunuch. Mm. He's from uh, the uh, province that is in the news uh, a lot of times these days. Okay. That part of China, which has uh, ah, the Uyghurs. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Wow, interesting. Yeah, very fascinating. Um, so shall we look into some stats now? I think now is the time to really stat me up. <laughs> so, uh, courtesy of UC Stats on Twitter. As per usual. So, Royal Holloway, obviously as winner, um, got about 23 out of 35 questions right in total, or rather 8 out of 11 starter questions. Mm -hmm. But then Cranfield also got 8 starter questions correct, but out of um, 13 questions asked in total. So, that's where some of the dropped points come in. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but then obviously Royal Holloway got uh, more questions, uh, more bonus questions overall. They got 15 of those correct. Out of 24. Yeah. So that led to about 63% um, rate. Wow. Whereas Cranfield got 8 out of 22 of their bonuses. So uh, 36%. So that's really the kind of percentage that, you know, we don't see making it to the later rounds. Yeah, they were definitely passing quite a lot. And I think, especially near the end, where they were more kind of cognizant of uh, time uh, passing by. Yeah. Which is a real shame. Mm Mm-hmm. But, wow, 63% on... Uh, yeah, the that's actually side. one of the higher... Kind of the, on the higher end. Because there were some points where it didn't feel that high because mm-hmm. there were definitely some bonuses where they kind of struck out. Mm-hmm. But, actually, it just goes to show that uh, when they were on, they were really on. Yeah, and there were also, if you remember, there were a few questions that were just not answered by either of the teams. Good point, yeah. Yeah, so I think, you know, hopefully Royal Holloway can answer more starters in the future because their bonus uh, track record is pretty good. Yeah, if they're able to get their buzzers in, then I think they have a real good shout of getting quite far in this competition. Yep, so that's it for the stats. Yeah, so now it's time to, oh, I don't know, what do we normally do at this time? <laughs> I don't know, don't you tell me. Uh, something to do with, uh, I don't know, Clothes, fashion, threads, I guess. I guess. Uh, some fly-ass threads. <laughs> so, um, our best dressed, obviously. So, we did a poll yes. yesterday, as we always do. Mm-hmm. And what were the results? So, um, the the winner was Abramovich. Ah. With 39% of the votes. Well, I can see that. Uh, followed very closely by Brown mm-hmm. at 35%. Yeah. Clinton yeah, coming can... in third and then Keenan um, uh, tailing behind. Mm-hmm. Abramovich had, had those lovely curls, I have to say. He looked like a love child between uh, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet and Steve Jobs, oh. I have to say. Oh, yeah, that's, that's quite perfect. That yeah. kind of hits I mean, you know... Curly hair really helps, uh, you know, pull uh, through uh, quite a lot of the looks, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Especially a statement piece like a black turtleneck. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, Brown just in general looks really distinguished. Like, this is a woman who knows what looks good in her and just goes full through with that. So which one was your best dress? I'm going to have to go with Brown. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, and I I think it's just, it's nice to just see, you know, a black woman be utterly confident on a show like this. Which has been so white and male for the longest time. <laughs> yeah, so she had this beautiful coiffed hair. Mm. Um, I really liked her necklace. I don't know if it was a three-piece necklace or just three necklaces. Mm. Um, and then she also had that bold red lipstick. So overall, I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful look all, all around. Excellent look. Although, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say also special mention to Clayton because she also, you know... Brought it. ...was another woman who, you know, she's had enough time to work out what her style is. And I yeah. think it worked very well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, she really pulled off her glasses. I think mm. that was what really helped 
have to define that for yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So I think that brings us to the end. Absolutely. So now all that's left is to ask uh, you out in the ether. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Did mm-hmm. you enjoy this show as much as we did? What sorts of extreme environments um, do metals thrive under? Yes. Uh, what is involved in airline safety? Uh, <laughs> so if you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter as I got that one. Or you can even drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com. And as per usual, any kind of uh, comments, questions, if you're taking part or have taken part, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We do know that quite a few who follow us on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw you, Harrod, um, enjoying your win uh, last <laughs> week. So yes, Until next week, once again, it has been us and it is goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.